We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Oh, welcome back to another audio adventure on Insight. I'm Chris Van Vliet. So good to have you with us for not just an in-person interview, but an in-person interview with a crowd. Oh. We did this about a week and a half ago at the Independent Wrestling Expo in Fort Worth, Texas. Huge thanks to them for bringing me in and for hosting this conversation with me and Carlito. We talk about everything. We talk about his recent return to WWE and, of course, everything that led up to that and just everything in his career as a whole. And you'll probably notice, yeah, this interview sounds a little bit different than usual. We were plugged into the soundboard, so definitely has a different feel than our usual conversations. This is so everybody in attendance could hear this. It's also a Q&A at the end from some of the fans in attendance. So make sure to stick around to hear that. You can follow Carlito on Instagram and Twitter. He's at LitoCologne279. That's L-I-T-O-C-O-L-O-N-279. And I'm at Chris Van Vliet. Speaking of following, speaking of subscribing, if you don't already, can I ask you to hit subscribe or follow on whatever platform it is that you're listening on right now? That'd be so great. Let's dive right into this. Try to keep those intros as short as we can. So please welcome with a crowd, Carlito. Well, you certainly didn't come here to see me talk. So let's bring in our special guests for this episode, for this live podcast of Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Carlito. We've got a little bit of a chant there, a little Carlito chant. I like that. That's nice about four people, but, you know, <laughs> still nice to hear your name. I love this shirt. I have the same one. Paying respect to Shad. Yeah, give it up, give it up for Shad. Yeah, that's great. How have you been? Uh, so far, so good. No complaints. It's been a heck of a year for you. Uh, yeah, like it's, you know, considering <laughs> everything, it's, it's, it hasn't been a bad year, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you started, started off the year in WWE. That's pretty good. It was, yeah, it was nice to uh, go back to my old playground for a bit. How much, like, ramp, how much, like, time did you get before the Royal Rumble? How much, uh, like, did they tell you before it was going to happen? Yeah, about, uh, let's say about a month out. Okay, because yeah. you look like you were in incredible shape at the Rumble. Uh, thank you. So, what's that? What's that month look like leading up to the Rumble? 
Uh, I was just doing what I've been doing before. The problem was, you know, nobody's seen me anywhere. So, yeah. But, you know, I've been like that for, for years now. But, you know, like I said, everyone thinks when you're on TV, you, you died or something. <laughs> I'll be at the airport or something. Oh, man, you're still alive. Goes, well, yeah. Because <laughs> you're not on TV. doesn't mean you just disappear somewhere. And, well, I think with this hair, you can't disappear, right? Well, that's true, yeah. As long as I can keep it. Was there any, you know, ever a point in time when you're like, maybe I don't need to have hair that looks like this? Yeah, all the time, especially in the summer, especially when I go back to Puerto Rico in that heat. Or, you know, living here in, uh, down in Houston where I live, it's, yeah. it's pretty hot too. Yeah. So a, a month of lead up to the Royal Rumble, did you, did you think you'd just be working the Rumble match? Pretty much, yeah. That's what I thought. I'd come back, you know, for, uh, you know, like they do, bring the surprise entrance and, uh, you know, have a good time and back to, uh, I guess, being dead or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Back, back to being dead and people going, I can't believe that you're still alive. Yeah. But then they went, yeah, you should actually come back and be part of Raw. Yeah. They, uh, well, they told me, I think, the, the night before, which is, thank God, you know, because it allowed me to pack some more clothes. They said, yeah, do you mind doing Raw the next time? I was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Did you think it would turn into something more than that? Um, I had no, uh, no hopes. The only, my only goal was to uh, just go out there and put on a good showing. You know what I mean? Go out there in, in the best shape that I could be. And, uh, you know, just remind people that, you know, I'm, I'm still around. Is this the best shape you've ever been in? Um, well, it depends. I mean, since when? You tell See, me. I've lived like this for the past 10 years. Okay, so this might be the best WWE shape you've ever been in. Probably. That was, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, especially the way people say it. Because the way they say it is like, uh, it's not even what they say, it's the tone. <laughs> oh, man, you look great. Well, what does that mean? What did I look like before, you know? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. All right, well. yeah, just, I'm just saying you look great today. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Was it when you left WWE, did you just have more time to actually put time into going to the gym? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I had a lot more free time. And, uh, you know, I wanted to do something different, yeah. you know, uh, dedicate myself to something else. Uh, you know, and, of course, I had Chris Masters guiding me. He always gave me uh, good training information. So, yeah, I just took that and, and ran with it. Here, let's switch mics here. Yeah, I was going to say, your mic is... Well... Well, you, I'll hold the mic because you're going to be talking more than me anyway. This one, yeah, this one works. All right. Yeah, yeah we're good. This yeah. is good. Yeah, Chris Masters is just a, a giant of a human being. I don't know if everyone knows how close you guys are. I think, I think they do. Yeah? I remember the other day somebody said, uh, oh, how's everything at uh, NWA? How long have you been there? I said, I haven't been to NWA. Well, is he Masters there? I go, yeah. Well, oh, I thought he's there. You're there. I said, no, man. We, we're two different people. You know what I mean? So I, you, you definitely, you look slightly different from Chris Masters. Uh, yeah, a lot different than Masters, but yeah. Yeah. What's your best Chris Masters story? My best Chris Masters story? I mean, um, you traveled with him for years. Yeah. I don't know if there's any he'd like me to tell. The only stories I have is when he <laughs> comes to my house, he just empties out my fridge. To be expected, right? To be expected, yeah. Yeah. So. If we take this all the way back, you grew up in a family where your father is a very well-known wrestler. As you're growing up, is it just expected that Junior is going to be a wrestler too? I kind of think that now. Yeah. Because a lot of people ask me, like, well, what would you do if you weren't a wrestler? I said, I, I really don't know. I don't think I had a choice but to become a wrestler because all my jobs have been wrestling related. Right. I started, you know, I started, you know, in the canteen there, like selling food and drinks. Then I was uh, the beer hawker. I'd go around, you know, selling beer. Then I became the cameraman. Then I was part of the ring crew, and then eventually I just graduated to wrestler. But the fact that you have done all of those jobs must give you such a greater appreciation for everything that goes on inside of here. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, just, you know, just seeing it as a kid, what it takes, you know, learning, uh, yeah, just learning how everything works, you know, behind the scenes and, you know, how the boys are, you know, and how to, uh, the politics and all that work. It's just, 
You just, yeah, you learn to appreciate and understand everything from a young age. So are you four years old and you want to be a pro wrestler? No, I was, even 14 years, I didn't think about being a wrestler. Just, like I said, it just kind of happened. I don't even know about even time to think about it. It just kind of just evolved into being a wrestler. Sounds like it was like osmosis. You were just around it enough. That it pretty much, yeah, it sucked me in. And here we are, how many years later? We don't want to count the years, but yeah, it's been a lot of years since. You don't even know how many years? I do, I just don't want to say it. <laughs> Does anyone know out here? Yeah. <laughs> so when did you make the decision to, to actually step in the ring? What's that? When did you make the decision to actually step in the ring and start training? I didn't. They, uh, they made <laughs> they a decision for me. Yeah, I was uh, like the cameraman. Yeah. And they said, hey, we need you for this, for this angle. What do you mean? Well, we need you to wrestle. You know, all promoters are. We need you to wrestle one time. Yeah. All right. And then... Uh, one turned into two, the two turned into two years, and then, you know. However many years. However many years after. Saying yeah. The number, yeah. But it's in the 20s. Which is incredible. Yeah. I think, I think that deserves a round of applause. I mean, my goodness. Thank and you're you. still, still healthy, too. Uh, on the outside, yeah. <laughs> As you sit here right now, though, 20-plus year career, is there anything on you that hurts? Everything, pretty much, yeah. But, you know, it's, like I said, it's what I signed up for. I knew it from the beginning. You know, like I said, from senior to young age, seeing all those guys walk around. Yeah. You know, like they were 80 years old and, the, you know. And they're like 40 years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of, I said, well, I'm, I'm assuming that's how it's going to end. But, you know, it is what it is. What do you think that you've done in the latter part of your career that's kept you as healthy that, as you've been? Uh, I call it Shakespeare. I do a lot more Shakespeare now, which is uh, understanding more about the, uh, I guess, you know, the entertainment and not the just the work. You know I mean? Just... Just because you're not doing a bunch of things doesn't mean you're not working. You know what I mean? There's other ways to, like we call it, in our business work. Yeah. So is it, is it more of like taking less bumps, but doing... It's, it's more of working harder in different ways without taking bumps. You know what I mean? Huh. But you put, you know, you put, you, whatever, you know, you might not do bumps, but you put more work into this. And sometimes, you know, it's more exhausting doing, you know, the, what I call the Shakespeare aspect than actually taking bumps. I love that you call it the Shakespeare Well, that's, that's a Booker T term. He would... Is that something you learned from Booker T? That word, yeah. calling Shakespeare, I got it from him, yeah. Huh. So what point in your career did you go, all right, I need to start doing more of that to save my body? When you, when you get older, and you know, and that's, that's when every wrestler learns about that. But I feel like not every wrestler comes to terms with the fact that they're older. No, you, your body lets you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> your body lets you know. Yeah, this, I think this business is one of those things where your body lets you know you're not young anymore. Yeah. How long into training until WWE started taking notice of what you were doing? What's that? How long into your career till WWE started to take notice and went, you know, this is someone we should have our eye on, someone we should sign? Oh, that was, I was about five years in, mm -hmm. working in Puerto Rico. Uh, I believe, I think it was Bruce Pritchard, that they sent him down to, there was another uh, competing company with my dad. They sent him to scout those guys. And according to the story is that he was watching TV before the show and my dad's show was on and he saw me and then he went back and recommended me. And then about... Two months later, I think they called my dad and asked me to go to, uh, I think it was North Carolina, South Carolina for a dark match. And then from there, I worked. My first dark match was with Tommy Dreamer. Wow. Then I worked Jamie Noble. And then, yeah, after my first match, they, they kind of said, uh, we want to sign you. And a couple months later, they sent me over to, uh, to Louisville, to OVW. Wow. Is there like a piece of advice that your dad gave you early on? In the wrestling business? In the wrestling business. Yeah. That's kind of stuck with you? Yeah, he just, you know, just, just how to, uh, it's called, you know, like just have common sense, keep your mouth shut, you know what I mean? Uh, and just, you know, oh, especially the, the main thing actually that stuck with me is uh, 
In Puerto Rico, we have what's called island time, which means like, uh, let's say you have a meeting. Is that yeah. three? It means around around three o'clock, start thinking about getting there. And this is like big power meetings, you know, big like banks and businesses. It's the same thing. Yeah. They say when you go there, they mean, when they say three o'clock, they mean be there at three o'clock. So, and sure enough, yeah, I learned that. You have to be there. You guys mean the actual. And you're saying island time is three o'clock. I'll get there. At, no, it's three-ish. Three-ish. A, a time that begins with a three. Yeah. 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 Three minutes, you know, start thinking about it. You know what I mean? Start thinking about, thinking about it. Getting to it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was one that stuck with me. It's a good thing I did because it's, you know, that's the way it works here. Yeah. So basically show up on time. Right. And that's, I mean, in WWE, you, you have a call time. You need yeah, to be you there. need to be there on time, exactly. Or else yeah. you get fined, isn't that right? Right, or even showing up to, you know, for practice and stuff. When we know VW, if you yeah. were two minutes late, you know, you have to do extra drills or, yeah. you know, they chew you out. So, yeah, so always that's, be on time. If that's advice from your dad, Shakespeare's the advice from Booker T. Right. What's just the wrestling advice that has stuck with you the most? That stuck with me the most? Um, probably the Shakespeare stuff, I think. You know, just, just to learn how to... Uh, Protect your body. Protect your body without being lazy. That's 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 the main thing. People confuse take care of your body and being lazy is two different two yeah. different things. When you were coming up in OVW and you were about to debut in WWE, this was going to be a completely different gimmick than what we ended up seeing on WWE. Wasn't this going to be something with Rico Constantine? Apparently, that's the story. I don't know. I I I, uh, I hear that, but that was that was about my pay grade at that time. This was never pitched to you, though. I don't think it was ever. Pitched. I don't know. This was years ago, so maybe it was, but I don't remember. I just remember the thing was that I when I I used to shave my head, so when I got to OBW, I showed up and everybody was bald. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I'm gonna do something different. So I just started to grow my hair, and then I got lazy, and then it just turned into this. And then uh, you know, you look at us, oh man, nobody has hair like this. I got something here. Yeah, and then well, I kind of yeah, and I just kind of rolled with it. This has now become your trademark. Pretty much the hair and the apples, like my, my gimmick. Pretty much. Yeah, That's well, how the apple, all I got. How the apples come around? The apple was uh, actually it's funny because uh, I used to get uh, a lot of. Uh, they say, "Oh, you're a Razor Ramon ripoff." I was like, "I don't like Razor Ramon. I don't know where people get that from." And then I was at the Hall of Fame for my dad, but right before him, they inducted Razor Ramon, and they're showing some some of his vignettes. And I was like, "Oh my God, my vignettes are all ripoffs of his old vignettes." And then in one of those, he I don't know what he was, he was eating something, and he spat at some guy, whatever. Then you know, fast forward to mine was I'm at a fruit stand and yeah. I grab an apple and I, and I spit in the vendor's face. Yeah. And I guess Vid saw that after. He goes, oh, I love it. I want you to keep on doing it. I was like, all right, I'm the one spinning the apple? Yeah, go for it, man. I think... That that, as many, I, I'll do as many times as you want. I think what Razor... I think Razor had an apple, right? Yeah. Was it an apple or was it... It was an apple. Well, there you go. See that? It was, it was an exact ripoff then. There you go. <laughs> it's like the same person wrote the vignettes for him that wrote them for uh, you. Apparently, yeah. Wow. <laughs> but, but it wasn't just having an apple and spitting an apple it had a catchphrase that went along with it how long till that became a thing that yeah i think that was another bin's idea yes you because you always said like yeah you're calm you're laid back you're cool everything you do is cool like all right because yeah you want to like cool all right oh that's not much of a catchphrase but okay i'll go with it and sure enough yeah but it was i spit in the face people i get all the time people say a catchphrase i don't have a catchphrase would you have a spit in the face all right i guess that's my catchphrase. spit in the face people don't want to be cool apparently yeah that's my that's my catchphrase now yeah yeah is it not i guess it is no everybody tells me it is yeah. It's always been that. Yeah, it goes yeah. It is like, now. Tell me all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's at the start of your entrance theme. Yeah, no, it is. But I just thought it was just my intro. I didn't think it was a catchphrase. But yeah, apparently that's, when, that's my catchphrase. When that was at the start of your uh, en intro for your entrance theme, did you sit in like a recording studio and say that like 15, yeah. 20, I said, uh, yeah, 100 I said, times? I said a whole bunch of different lines. They said, all right, just say this or come up with this or you, okay, now you say some lines and then from there, kind of just 
took different things. So there were different lines. They're different not lines. Just yeah. different if you leaves. listen to the song, there's like different lines in Spanish and stuff within the song. It wasn't like you were sitting there going, I spit in the face of people who don't want to be no. cold. <laughs> I spit in the face of people who don't want no, to be cold. No, I think it was just one line. I just said it that way. And then they added the spit to it. And I think they said, yeah, I think they said, okay, now grab the apple and just spit it. I want to go record it. All right. Was there anyone that was like, I know this is your gimmick, man, but please don't spit in my face. No, man, I haven't had, I'm sure, you know, not to my face or behind whatever, but yeah, nobody's ever, you know, that's the cool thing about the wrestling business, man. They ask you to do all kind of weird stuff and, you know, that's, that's what it is. That's what we got to do, right? That's what we do. Yeah, in no other business would it be acceptable to be doing that. Right, exactly. No, yeah, no, in no other business you say, hey, okay, so this guy's going to spit on your face. You go, what? <laughs> but no, I was like, yeah, they just said, yeah, okay, cool. And then just walk away. Was there ever something that was pitched to you that you went, I don't know if this is for me. Um, yeah, that happens all the time. But you know, yeah, it's, that's what. Yeah, you just gotta, you know, you gotta. Like that's what you gotta speak up. That's why I'm, you know, you see guys with bad gimmicks because they didn't, you know, they didn't say anything. But you know, at the same time, it can be pretty intimidating. But at the same time, you gotta think, man. Yeah. You know, if you if you can't do it, don't don't go with it because it's it's not gonna turn out well. What would you say is the thing like when you're at a convention like this? What's the thing that most fans would come up to you and ask you about? Believe it or not, I get a lot. They go, hey, how much do you charge to spit in my face? I was like, why would you want that? Well, how much do you charge for something? I don't, to spit I don't do face? it. No, I just, I think that's, that could be a lawsuit anyway. So I don't, I don't even. Well, especially with COVID. Yeah. Right. Especially now with COVID. Yeah. yeah. But I don't understand why you'd want anybody to do that. You know what I mean? Do, do you ever sign apples? I sign apples, yeah, all the time. That doesn't seem like a great I tell that too. You know it's going to rot in like three days. But like, oh, you're signing anyway. All right. But some people are smart and they'll bring me like a fake apple. And then that, that's better. That's that makes much smarter. Yeah, yeah, it's much better, yeah. Is there a certain storyline that people always want to ask you about? Uh, yeah, well, the scene of stabbing, of course. They always ask that. I think it ended up turning out that we didn't stab him. Something happened. I think somebody else did. Or I don't know. I forgot how it, how it all ended. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I think that's the main one, is, is, the, is the, the Cena. Yeah, you, you tried to kill John Cena. Apparently, yeah, apparently I tried to kill him. But then I think it was, I think it was Jesus that ended up... Trying to kill him. I don't know. But anyway, I, I, I ended up being innocent. The fact that you debuted against Cena, won the U.S. title, I mean, that's also a pretty great, pretty, pretty great way to come in. Yeah. I don't think you can ask for a better debut than that. Yeah. Did you know about that leading up to it? Did you know how you were going to come in? Yeah, I think I did, but uh, maybe like a couple of days before. I don't think. This is when they started the whole, you know, trying to keep stuff from everybody. Oh, my gosh. There we go. <laughs> Sometimes when I talk, you can hear. There we go. So they're trying to keep it from the dirt sheets is what you're saying. Right. Yeah. And not, no, not even dirty. Just keep it from the boys, too. Oh, really? This was like uh, the first, uh, what do you call it? I was telling the story the other day about the first ca cashing in of, of the, what's the Money in the Bank? Money in the Bank with Edge. I remember it was me and Cena at the end. I was like, yeah, and then I'll get you with a roll-up. I was like, wait a minute, that's... That's not the way to end. Uh, uh, you know, we've done all this thing. No, it's gonna, it's gonna be cool. So, no, nah, I think we should do something else, man. Why don't you? No, no, it's, let's yeah. do that. And you know, I, I was like, all right, that's what you guys want to do. Sure enough, the roll up happens. One, two, three. Edges music, and I'm just looking. at, Oh, okay. It all I makes see. sense now. Yeah, I see. Now it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Now the roll up is actually the perfect kind of finish for what's gonna happen next. Is there not like? Is there not a? So obviously, there's a tremendous amount of upside to debuting, winning the U.S. title. I mean, that's a, an incredible debut that no one will forget. Is there also not a lot of downside because it's tough to continue to build from such a, such a huge debut? Yeah, not only that is, you know, people start looking at you like, oh, who's, who's this guy? You know what I mean? Who's this guy that they're giving this, this big push to? You know right. what I mean? But I was, yeah, I was, I was always confident I could handle myself. So I didn't, 
I didn't worry about it too much. But also, I, I didn't, you know, my head didn't get too big because I also knew, you know, okay, it's probably what everybody's thinking. And people maybe didn't say it to you backstage, but did you feel that? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up in this, you know what I mean? You yeah. can, I, could, I could tell, you know, I, yeah. I, I know the boys, you know what I mean? I could tell what's going on. Well, not only do you win the U.S. title in your debut match, then they, you get paired with Trish Stratus, you get paired with Tori Wilson. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I didn't like any of that because Carlito was never, that's what I think everything started going downhill because Carlito was always the guy that talked about having all these girls but never got the girl, you know what I mean? And then when he gets the girl, it's like, ah, okay, that's not, that's not him, you know what I mean? He's the guy that brags about being all these girls and then, you know, these girls, you talk to them and they, you know, it's the worst thing imaginable, you know what I mean? They can't, they can't stand them, but... I don't know, they turned me into some of ladies' man for some reason. So you're saying that wasn't true to the to your character? No, I was, was just the opposite. Hmm. It wasn't a ladies' man. But did you not enjoy, like, your screen time with Tori or Trish? Um, no, they, I mean, they, yeah, they were great friends and stuff. But yeah. yeah, at the same time, I'm thinking, like, this is not, you know, this is not the best thing for my character. Yeah, is, but is there anything you can do at that point? Um, no, because, you know, you're young and stuff, so, yeah, I should have spoken out more but you know at that point i was just starting you know you just like i said you just keep your mouth shut and do do what they tell you when you look back at your entire entire career what's the standout for you the standout yeah um i think the standout was just uh probably behind the scenes just like uh you know they knew me to be the guy that would uh you know i guess didn't take any any nonsense, you know what I mean? I stood up for himself. It's kind of what, you know, it also gets labeled as the troublemaker or whatever, but I, I always just thought, you know, I just I just spoke up and, you know, spoke my mind. Did you actually get in trouble for that? All the time. Towards the end, yeah, all the time. Was it, <laughs> You laugh about it now. All the time. Well, yeah, what are you, you going to do now? You know what I mean? I, I guess so. Yeah. Did you just stop caring? Is that what it is? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> is there a specific one? No, it was just, you know, towards the last couple of years, you know, I was uh, I was out of control those last couple of years. Would you say you're more in control now? Yeah, now I'm, now I'm totally zen, totally in control now, totally, uh, you know, got nothing but uh, positive vibes. But like, oh, you know, I get all the time, like, who would you spit on or whatever? Who do you hate? Who, you know, they try to get you tucked dirty. I was like, I got no, no beef with anybody, no heat with anybody. I just I wish everyone the best. Is this like a, a conscious thing that you did? In the last five or ten years, Maybe yeah, meditation, yeah, just, yoga, whatever it happens to be, to make you more zen. Yeah, just uh, you know, just find a way to get rid of the anger, and you know, and then you know, learn that life's a lot more than about you know, certain worrying about silly things. You know what I mean? And just, just kind of enjoy it. It's also the idea of like you can only control what you can control. Right. Exactly. And there's no point in freaking out about something that you have zero control over. Right. That's, yeah, that's the main thing I do now is I don't waste, it's called, I think about it, it's called wasted energy. I don't waste my time on stuff I can't control. Does the first like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of your day look like you have a morning routine with this type of stuff? Um, no. You mean like meditate stuff? Yeah. No, no, I don't do, I don't do any of that either. <laughs> I just, no. Just you just become much. zen. I've just become zen, yeah. I'm, I'm an all day zen guy. Is it from reading certain books? No, just uh, just like like a conscious decision. Conscious you decision, made. yeah. Just wow. be positive and be you know, and let 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 things go. When did this happen? I'm, this is amazing. This was a couple of yeah, a couple of years back. I, I, but like I said, like five or six years, I think something. Like did that. something happen that you went okay? It's time for me to yeah. I just got tired of being angry all the time. <laughs> it was exhausting. So you know what? What am I? You know, what am I so angry about? What am I? I don't know. How can a guy that's this laid back, this right. cool, 
Be also angry. I don't know. That's, that's a good question. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. I just forgot about all that, too. I just thought, you know what? Just, just be uh, positive, man. Put yeah. Good things out there. Is there anything you learned from your time in WWE, specifically from Vince McMahon? Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he is a genius. You know what I mean? He has a lot of great ideas. I think, you know, wrestling owes him a lot. Um, and, yeah, he just learned how to be, you know, just learn how the business side works. You know what I mean? It's cool to be, you know, I like, I like what I like about him and Stephanie is the same way is, uh, you know, they're just great business people that, you know, they're likable, whatever, and they'll, you know, be friendly and stuff at the same time. If it's not good for business, they'll, they'll cut things off and won't hesitate for a second, which, which is the way you got to be. Which is also very difficult because I think it's hard to look at things from just a business standpoint when it feels very personal sometimes. Yeah, but sometimes you got to, you know, separate the personal from the business. Yeah. What, what have you been up to? Like, you know, you see people running to airports and think that, you know, you're dead because they haven't seen you on WWE. What, what, are you, what are you up to these days? Um, yeah, I've just been doing, you know, doing these shows, doing these uh, conventions and stuff. Working on my NBA 2K. Uh, <laughs> there we go. See, there we go. That's, That's the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, the biggest pop. Yeah, yeah they, they know. They understand. <laughs> Who's your team? Ah, uh, man, I'm a bandwagoner. Like I said, yeah, when uh, when Puerto Rico comes with a team, I'll be loyal. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> but in 2K. Oh, yeah. Well, I, do, I do like Luca. I do like Luca a lot. In 2K, who do you play with? Right now, I, I think I play with the Nets. Uh, okay. Oh, we got okay. Yeah. Like and the actually, crazy right? thing is, I hated Harden, but like since last year. But also, like he's done the Nets now, so now <laughs> I have no shame. I don't care. So M NBA 2K Pro, pretty much is what you what you're saying. I'm working on it. I'm What's, working on it. They what? give me to pay. They find a way to pay me for that. And I'm, I'm working. <laughs> I on think it. that's a possibility. It might be, but I think it's like these little 12 year olds, right? They can just well kill they have, everybody. They have nothing but time. They have nothing but time. Yeah, exactly. What's game number two for you? Game number two? Like, if, if 2K is the first, the number one game. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I think it's 2K. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> no. I, haven't, I haven't played is, that one. Is basketball the, the sport you watch the most, too? Basketball, football, and then uh, baseball in the playoffs. Yeah. And then hockey, I tried. I just, I can't. Oh, that hurts me. I'm a I Canadian. Can't get into yeah. Well, I'm half Canadian, but that's what I tried to. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe in person, because, like, um, like, baseball is great in person. Baseball goes, goes by fast. Well, Baseball's TV, a great like hangout. Like yeah, you know, me and you go. We have a beer. We eat a hot no, dog. Twenty dollar oh, beer, but <laughs> but the, fifty dollar hot dog. But the but the beers at the games hit you a lot harder. Yeah, there's something about. I think that. it's the sun on you, maybe the and that I don't know that draft beer. I don't know. Yeah, who is your football team? Football team is the Chiefs too. Oh, this is a mixed, mixed reaction here. I think you were supposed to say the Cowboys. Oh, no, I don't like the Cowboys. I'm a, let's see how this gets, uh, what the reaction is here. I'm a Browns fan. Ooh. You, got one, you got one over there. Okay, I'm a heel for everybody else, though. Oh. No. I mean, I should at least get some sympathy for the Browns. Any, any Seahawks fans? One, one Seahawks fan. One Seahawks fan. One and a half. Baseball team. Baseball. Um, actually, the Houston's is the uh, what do you call it? the Astros, Astros are the only uh, the only uh, Houston team I like. Yeah. Okay. There you go. The Astros. Yeah. Okay. And hockey. Hockey. The Rangers. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Okay. The New York Rangers. The Toronto Maple Leafs. They're my team. Okay. Thank you. Actually, I think, yeah, I gotta go yeah, for my mom's my mom's team. So. 
I'll, I'll choose the Maple Leafs. Do you, do you feel like you have any ties to Canada? Um, yeah, I, I tell people I call, I call I'm a kayfabe Canadian. It's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Canadian, but are you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, mean, I have family there. I have I've visited family there. I've gone there from time to time. Where are they? What city? Oakville. Yes. Okay. I grew up like 40 minutes from there. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that pretty much, yeah. That's where a lot of my family's there. A lot of it is uh, Ottawa. Let me see where else. Okay. So yeah, I got you know I got I got ties there, and I've, you know I've, I've spent Christmases and stuff there. So so you kayfabe Canadian, you're Canadian when it's convenient, right? Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Like when I go over there, I'll do the cheap pop and tell yeah. tell them I'm half Canadian, like you guys. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. So working some indie shows, playing a lot of two K, basically it. Yeah. No training. Uh, training more than I mean, look at the size of your arms. Training. Jeez. Yes, that's about it. I mean, looking better than ever. Oh, thank you. It's true. I don't. I don't like your tone now. Oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, mate, you're looking really good. Yeah. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We're going to open this up for Q&A. Does anybody in the audience uh, have some questions here? We'll start, uh, we'll start right over here. Okay. Ooh, a preference for an app. I get that all the time. Yeah, would, do you like the green ones? Or those? I don't care. They all they all work the same. It's a good question. They all spit. They all spit fine. Okay. Did, does one look better on camera? No, it's just depends matter. on how you chew them. Okay. I'll I'll repeat the questions back so everybody can hear it here. Yes. Hey, you have me a Chiefs, but I'm a Yankees fan. So you lost that answer. Have you ever worked for for New Japan? If you haven't, would you consider working for New Japan? And who would you want? to have you ever and if you haven't who would you like to work there um i've never worked for new japan actually uh i'd love to yeah i'd love to work for new japan and you know like i said i get asked all the time like what's your dream match or you said no i mean i'm i don't know it's my job I, i'm whoever's in front of me that's that's where i want to work you know what I mean? or or whoever's the biggest payday that's that's where i want to wrestle what about what about a dream match of someone who maybe isn't with us anymore Oh, probably a uh, macho man. It was like I don't think oh. I, it's, you know, Ooh, yeah, it's probably one guy. I don't think I even I never even met him. Yeah, but it's only like one probably guy that I never met. But okay, 
What's your favorite match that you've ever worked? My favorite match, I just figured that I get that last all the time. It was, uh, I think it was the, the WrestleMania with my brother and I against Miz and Morrison, just because, uh, you know, that's, I think that's every kid's dream is, you yeah. know, be you and your brother in WrestleMania. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then winning, uh, winning uh, tag champs. That's pretty good. Yeah. Can't, that's hard to beat. All right, more questions? Yes, sir. Growing up, who was your idol? Who was your biggest influence? Yeah, I get that. I get that asked a lot. Um, I didn't have a certain... Yes, of course, you take stuff from different people, but I always wanted to be the first me. I never wanted to be the next anybody. Uh, the least of all, my dad. I wanted to be totally different from from what my dad was. Uh and yeah, you know, you know, you see guys from different places, especially in Puerto Rico, where you, you know, it was a melting pot. You see guys from Japan, guys from Mexico, yeah. guys from the states. So I just kind of like took a little bit of what I liked from different people, and I just wanted to make my own. Yeah, and you have. I, I believe for I have. Twenty plus years, for, for better or for worse. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ooh, that's good. Um, if you were to feud with anyone in WWE and it was a champion, who would it be? Yeah, I'd, I'd, it'd be nice to go back. Uh, uh, definitely, probably uh, Bobby Lashley. I just I'd whoop him easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? He'd whoop I'll him easy. Him. I'll see him. He's not that big. Yeah. He's not that strong. <laughs> All right, Carlito versus. Yeah, actually, why don't, uh, this probably stretches a little bit. Uh, yes, here we go. Come over here. This makes way more sense to be repeating the question. What was your reaction when you found out you were, when you were first in WWE, the storyline with John Cena, what was your your first reaction when they told you you were going to be out in the ring with John Cena? Um, yeah, I was nervous for a little bit, of course, but also, you know, it's, it's uh, I like it when, uh, you know, a, 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 what do you call it? You got no choice, you know, it's, it's you got to go out there and perform, so. It kind of that when you realize it's like that, it kind of takes the pressure off you, because like uh, you know, number one, I said I'm not going back to Puerto Rico, and number two, I said, all right, this is what I got to do. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to fail in front of a live audience. So you kind of just, you can't just lose those nerves and just do what you do. John must have also been hyper aware of how big that moment was for you. Yeah, he was. He was totally cool. Um, he was like, yeah, he was actually too nice, which is funny because. I thought he he ribbed me. I thought he was tricking me because he was he was just a, you know you met John right. He's just one of the nicest guys. So nice, yeah. You'll meet, and uh, the first thing we do is right when we lock up, he kicks me in the stomach, and I you know I, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute, this must be like the you know welcome to the big leagues rookie type of thing. But no, it's just the way he was <laughs> at first. Yeah, when he first started, he'd just kill you. Wow. But yeah, but he's since then he's he's gotten so much better. But those first couple of matches well you know he's a big boy too he's so. big yeah uh, yeah when he, when, he, when he hits you he hits you <laughs> got any other questions here oh, all the way in the back why don't you come over here yeah and then we can uh say it into the mic here he's he's hustling over here this is great in fact if you have a question this will probably make things easier if you have a question why don't we line up here and uh we'll get right to it favorite wrestle in favorite city to wrestle in I guess you could have yelled that from the back of the room, but thank you. Favorite city? <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a good. It's a good question. It's been you Is know it, it's your home, hometown. Yeah, that's probably one of the best places to wrestle. It's just because those yeah they're, they're you know they're 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 crazy. They're pretty wild. WWE doesn't get to travel to Puerto Rico. 
often either. No, not often. Once, maybe once a year, maybe. I think. So when it's there, it must be like they're going back now in I think October. Oh, that's exciting! They're going back, which uh, yeah, first time in I don't know how many years. You should probably be there. I should, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. Just saying, put that out into the world. I don't these things. So. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have any other questions from anyone? If you asked a question, we can, you can ask another one. You know, hold on, hold on. You didn't ask your question in the mic, so here we go. I know you said that, like, you didn't know what you wanted to do other than wrestle. Do you have any dreams or anything that you have set aside for when you retire? Like, mm-hmm. spending time with kids, going on certain vacations? Like, what do you what do you dream about when you retire? Uh, yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't thought that far ahead yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't think like that. You know, I mean, you know, because tomorrow's not promised, so I don't. Right now, I'm focused on wrestling, and from there, we'll see. Day to day. Day to day, right, yeah. And then my body, when my body tells me, okay, that's not happening anymore, then I'll figure out what else to do. How much, how many more years do you think your body's telling you you have? Um, That's a good question. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it tells me I got 10 more. Sometimes it tells me I got 10 more minutes, so I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm hoping for a couple more years. Yeah. Thank you so much for this. I'm so glad it was so great to be able to sit down with you in person. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, there we go. That is the first interview in front of a crowd in 2021. That's now the fifth one that we've done in total. We did three last year at the Independent Wrestling Expo. That was with Jake the Snake Roberts, Jazz, and Gangrel. The first one we ever did was at the All Out Side Party that was hosted by Pro Wrestling Tees in Chicago. That was 2019. That was with Colt Cabana. But the plan is to do more, to do many more of these. So if you're not already following me on Instagram or Twitter, I'm at Chris Van Vliet. I'll give you all of the updates on there, as well as a sneak peek at some of the interviews that we have coming up and just just other things that are going on in my life, like the fact that I was finally back home in Canada to see my parents for the first time since December of 2019. It had been 20 months since I had seen my parents because of all the restrictions. So it was so nice to see them. Speaking of Instagram, speaking of Twitter, you can find Carlito. He's at LitoCologne279 on Twitter and Instagram. And share this episode with somebody that you know will like to snap a screenshot, tag me, tag Carlito, so we can share it out to everybody. And I didn't mean to do that. Uh, this quote is actually from Cher, like Cher the singer. It's such a great quote. I didn't mean to like, this was not a a planned segue to say, oh, share it out. Here's a quote from Cher. But I will leave you with this as I giggle to myself about that. Until you're ready to look foolish, you'll never have the possibility of being great. Until you're ready to look foolish, you'll never have the possibility of being great. Be great, be grateful. We'll see you on the next one for some more insight. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.